it's late. I know. <laughs> Don't get on me, okay? A girl had to live a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We, I had to live. But I'm here now. What happened? It's really all that bad. I was in New Orleans this weekend, and I don't know why Bitch, I thought about it. I know why. A but popular I, demand. Yes, popular demand, okay? <laughs> That's how I feel anyway. Y'all make a girl feel special. Y'all hate us corny with that Illuminati mask. She told you. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. Bad corny. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. Yes. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. This, this what I'm on right now. With that Creole maker, Texas Bama. I love that oh, yeah, New Orleans sweat. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> I did not come to play with you. Home. Come on, Big Frida. <laughs> Let him know. I came to slay, bitch. <clears throat> I like cornbread and collard greens. I too oh, like yes, cornbreads and collard greens. Okay. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so this is I for rock all the girls, the gays, the days. Come on now. You know what time it is. You know what mama told you to do. I too have hot sauce in my bag. Okay, swag. Listen, in addition to swag, <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Anything About Everything podcast. I am your host, aka Miss Jet, aka Juicebox, aka Sunshine. Um, yeah, no, Miss Size, all kind of shit. Niggas used to call me on here. I don't know. I don't know. It, you know, some people make up some really interesting nicknames for your girl, but it's all good. <laughs> so, welcome to another episode of the Anything About Everything podcast. Episode 19. We almost in the 20s, bitch. So, anywho, shout out to, um, well, first of all, let's, let us pay homage to Mother, okay? which is the queen Beyonce who was played at the top of the podcast. Okay. Um, I don't even, I can't even tell you how many times I played that song. It's one of my favorite Beyonce songs of all time. If I have, I, I don't think I've actually said how I feel about the queen Beyonce Giselle knows Carter. I stand her okay if you say you don't like her we basically we can't be friends i don't know what to say because what do we have in common okay what do we have um that is i mean to me she's just a standard an icon a blessing um the, the goddess um oshun in in basically in in human form right now she's she's just everything and you hoes could never so with that being <laughs> With that being said, listen, shout out to the girls, the gays, the days, uh, the blacks, the whites, the everything between. Um, shout out to the listeners in various markets, ATL, Hope, uh, Miami, Florida, Houston, Texas. I see you, Norfolk, Virginia. Thank you for listening. Shout out to the new listeners and, you know, shout out to the day one listeners. I appreciate y'all. Y'all already know. Uh, shout out to the, the listeners in New York, where I just came from, my, my listeners in California, where I'm originally from. Shout out to L.A. It's L.A. all day, every day, if you didn't know. Um, shout out to the listeners in Belgium. I love you. Shout out to, uh, I, I've got a couple new countries, which this is interesting. Indonesia and Egypt. I don't know how you found my podcast, but I, I, I love and appreciate you and welcome. Okay, <laughs> so uh, be sure to follow us on IG at Anything About Everything Pod. Um, also, if you have any questions for us, rem uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say 
send your questions to the anything about everything podcast, uh, Gmail account at anything about everything pod at gmail.com. All right. So moving right along the drink of the pod. We're feeling very bougie this week. Okay. The fit we're drinking the official drink of the bougie aunties delegation. Okay. We're sponsored by and empowered by Prosecco is what we are. And, and since I am an active member, of the Bougianti delegation. I'm actually chairman of the board in uh, uh, the chapter, the Pensacola chapter here in Pensacola, Florida. Um, listen, if you're not drinking Prosecco, I don't know what you're doing. Okay. You're, not, you're obviously not a part of the Bougianti delegation. You don't have your pearls, honey. Okay. <laughs> so, and you're not driving a BMW. You're not, you're not living your best life if you're not uh, drinking Prosecco. Okay. That's how I feel. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> so, listen, uh, this, this Prosecco has got me feeling real, real silly. So, buckle up, because I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> um, so, re- moving right along to the songs of the pod. Listen, the songs of the pod going to be real interesting this week, I feel, because, you know, um... I didn't really listen to a lot of new music, so some of this is like new-ish. It's it, it's still gonna be artists that are not necessarily well known. Well, some of them are, but you know, some of them are not. So, anywho, moving right along, the first song of the pod is by an artist by the name of Susan Carroll, off of her Alchemy project in 2016. It's called Rider. If you let me be your ride. Like I said before, you can't give that type of energy to everybody. Okay, not first of all, not everybody is worthy of that type of en- uh, that type of energy. But also, <laughs> um, giving everybody that type of like, I'm a, you know, you can you can get my last dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm I'm going, I'm a lie for you. I'm a cheat for you. I'm a steal for you. That can get you caught up. So just be careful. Okay, don't be on this with just. Just any old body, because like I said before, you will, you will fuck around and, and see what's really good with the law on <laughs> some shit like that. So, hey, listen, this next song uh, is by Iman Amari. It's called Energy. It's got a nice little feel to it, too. Nice little vibe. Really, really loving it. I've been on some vibey shit lately. Very appropriate for the new moon coming in. My subwoofer likes this song. 
sort of basement club somewhere. Somewhere where I'm not supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> yes. He, he sound like Bilal. put that back put that in rotation because listen a whole vibe that's just supposed to be in a good mood oh my goodness and let me tell you something people be trying me sometimes and i i need to be put in a good mood <laughs> okay so oh my goodness that was uh iman amari with energy check it out it's a really really lovely um lovely project that they got going on right there so the next Song of the Pie mm -hmm. is off of DJ Khaled's album of all things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, no, he has some joints on there. I'm not gonna lie to you. The song with um Nas, the song and Nas and uh, Jay Z was hard. I did get a chance to listen to. It. I was a little late to this project, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna put the song with uh, Nas. Maybe ne maybe next week. Okay, I'll put that on there. But this next, this first one, I was really feeling. This is Cardi's. Uh, song on there, Big Paper. Um, really feeling this. Really feeling it. I like I like Cardi's flow on it. DJ I hate DJ Khaled on here. I believe her. She did get it out so much. Some of y'all niggas were saying that, but y'all lying. No, she did. Yo, that shit sound fly though. It's a complete lie, but uh, you know it sound good on the track. But it's it's all good. That was um Cardi B with uh, off of DJ Khaled's latest project with uh, Big Paper. I really do like that song. Not as much as I like the song The Possible this week, which is uh Young and May. She's I mean basically like the 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 Butch Queens, not the Butch Queens, but um what's call it? She's like, you know, the Bush lesbians, like, I don't want to say, I, not icon, but, you know, she, yeah, a lot of, a lot of girls look up, a lot of the girls look up to her, which they should, because she's amazing. But anyways, love this song called Wildin' by Young and May. The song's hard. Shout out to Young and May. She stay working. Stay working. Stay taking your bitch. <laughs> I 
shit right here. Oh my god, what a bomb ass song. Young and May was wildin'. Listen, a whole vibe, okay? <laughs> so, uh, those were the songs of the pod this week. We'll be right back with the shit from the Shade Room segment. Hey, and we're back with the shit from the Shade Room, okay? Um, so, you know, it was a slow news week, but we're going to get it in. First of all, I don't need, we didn't do this at the top of the show and this goes to show I don't have no kids. So we'll just go ahead and say this happy mother's day to, uh, all of the mothers out there, um, that are out here just, you know, t- doing what they got to do for their kids. You know, um, uh, society has a, a tendency to just look at women like that's what y'all supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and let's be clear, not all mothers are good mothers. Not all, not all parents are good parents. So with that being said, shout out to the women who are, who are handling their business and doing the best that they can by their children. I know it's not easy. Uh, I have cats and sometimes these niggas work my nerves. So I can't even imagine having a whole ass human looking at me like, okay, bitch, what we finna do? Thank <laughs> you so so shout out to the moms that are taking their babies to the park, taking these babies to Chuck E. Cheese, staying up doing the homework, you know, uh, getting the babies dressed in the morning, off to school, putting them on the school bus, even though they don't want to go, all that kind of shit. Yo, uh, you know, Sunday was for you. Really, every day should be for you, but, you know, this we, we live, this world sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> um with that being said, on Mother's Day, the aunties got a treat, okay? Shout out to the aunties, too, okay, who, uh, you know, relieve a little bit of the burden from the mothers by being there and being some form of support when when the, when the kids start acting a damn fool. The aunties can always get the kids in line when they ain't listening to their mama, okay? I'm trying to tell you, okay? A lot of y'all... <laughs> If I mean, if you, I don't know if you never had like a firm auntie in your life, a, a, a staple or somebody who was like, even when you're like, especially if you were like me and you had a crazy mom, you could always go to your, your auntie and be like, why she like that? <laughs> you know? She'd be like, girl, listen, I, you know why that's your mama. Okay. Just do the dishes and, and let get the fuck out of the house. All right. So, um, if if you were somebody like me who had like, I mean, I love my mother, but she's a, a, a bit, a bit much. She's one of those moms. She's a bit much. Um, my auntie was often like my, uh, she was like a way for me to find peace when I was younger because my mom was straight up chaos. <laughs> my mom woke up every day and chose violence, not physical violence, but she was definitely like, listen, uh, this is my world and you're, and you're going to do what the fuck I say. So, you know, I had to just get, you know, had to talk to my auntie sometimes. And so, you know, she was always there for me whenever I needed, you know, someone to just, you know, talk to and relate to. So, uh, shout out to my auntie Kim. I love you. Um, I will always love you to the day that I, uh, to the day that I die. Anywho, um, (laughs) Listen, this Sunday was for the aunties. All right. For not. And so there, you know, there are the aunties and then there are the up and coming aunties, the OG aunties, upcoming aunties. So this Sunday was for the up and coming aunties, my, my generation, generation X and the millennials. Okay. This was definitely for us. SWV versus escape. Now for me, it was always SWV. I love escape as well. But SWV, listen, it's no contest. Let's, I mean, let's just, let's just revisit. Just, just one song. Okay. I'm not going to do what I did last week. Just one song. Just one song. Okay. Um, listen, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying. It was always going to be. What was Escape doing against this? Nothing. <laughs> Just saying. And this song was scandalous too. We didn't know. We really didn't know. She was talking about somebody else's man, but you know. Running 
from it. It was all over the radio. Everybody was saying this. Nobody knew what the fuck the song was about. Hey. He was running game, girl. That's why you She's sitting up here like, friends are asking me, girl, what are you doing? You up here giving yourself to somebody, he belongs to somebody else. That is somebody else's man, child. You up here giving it, giving it away. She's like, listen, if you knew what I knew, bitch, you would shut the fuck up too. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I don't know what homeboy was. Uh, homeboy must have been. He must have had them demon powers. Listen, the demon powers is something else. Okay? Uh, and, and those who have it, they know, they, they know who they are. <laughs> And, and they know the power that they possess. And they never use it for good. That's all I'm saying. Ever. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, it was a lovely black-ass time. I did. I watched uh, a couple. I got in late from uh, New Orleans. I went to visit New Orleans and, and see a friend. Hi, Vanessa. I love you. Um, and so... Uh, by the time I got back, I needed a nap and everything because I'm an auntie and aunties need naps. I, you know, after a night of drinking, I'm, I needed some time. I'm not going to lie. I can't hang like I used to. I mean, I can hang a little bit. I was sitting up there yawning. I felt so bad because, I mean, I, ha I was having such a good time, but I was also tired as fuck. I look at the pictures I took. I was like, damn, bitch, you look tired. So with that being said, listen, uh, I, for me, it was just, it was SWV all day. I love Escape, but I... Like Candy's voice, I've never really been a fan of her voice. She she just sounds really like eh, I don't know, kind of mosquitoish to me. I don't know, not not as bad as Keith Sweat, but you know, on the way there. So, um, that but the, it was a good time though. I, I honestly I haven't watched the verses yet that I haven't enjoyed. Even even the uh what's it called Gladys Knight and um Patty Labelle, even that one. I really enjoyed myself. So, you know, shout out to the verses. When, even when it was in its, its infancy stages, when it was two niggas battling on fucking IG live, I really, I enjoyed myself then. And shout out to them for doing it on the pandemic, during the pandemic and keeping us all entertained. So moving on, Nicki Minaj has something coming out Friday. I don't know what it is, but it's, it, she's already putting out promo for it. And the girls are shook. Shook, I tell you, shook. The internet has been ablaze. <laughs> Pink everywhere. Okay, and then, and then, the, the I don't know, I don't know what happened. It must be the Taurus new moon. I don't know. But Rihanna has followed Nicki Minaj on IG. Now, now I don't know how you have us be knowing this shit, but I appreciate it. I really do. Um... 2021, I just need you to act right. That's all I'm saying. Don't fuck this up, okay? I'm already, 2021 has been feeling really 2020-ish with all the death. And, you know, the, the, now in Florida, we're experiencing some sort of weird gas shortage. I don't understand it. However, listen, 20, 2021, I need this to happen. My 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 pre, my 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 20-year-old self needs this to be right, okay? So, all I'm saying is, is I hope that Nikki comes with some heat. I don't know why she got pink Crocs on in the fucking shoot, but it's cool. Um, I'm excited. Be, I, I've never Nicki Minaj. She makes great songs. A lot. All of you bitches are her sons. Okay. If you're wearing a lace front, you need to pay homage. Okay. If you're if you're rocking the colored hair, pay homage. And yes, I know Kim did it first. However, and I'm just, and of course, we always pay respects to Lil' Kim because without Lil' Kim, uh, most of you bitches would not exist, okay? Not all, but most. So, of course, it's always big up Lil' Kim, but then after that, it's also big up Nicki Minaj. Let's, let's be clear. So, um, I'm excited to see whatever she comes out with. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the queen album just because i just felt like it was she was trying to uh appease too many audiences 
on that album. It was like she had the the songs for the hardcore hip hop heads, and then she had the songs for the you know the girls who loved uh, starships, and then she had the songs for you know everybody else. And it was just like she was just it was just too much. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So there was a couple songs. It was you know there was attention get. I I just felt like. It didn't say anything. She and she had she should have had a lot to say because she was going up through a lot in her life. But it just it it was too produced and not enough not enough substance for me. However, still a great body of work. You know, the production was lovely. Um, Love the cover. Love some of the songs. Hot White was love that fucking song. Um, Yeah, no, but. I really want her to, I hope she says something on this song, on this, whatever this is that's coming out. Not just all you bitches is my sons. You bitches could never, uh, y'all hoes can't dress like me. Y'all hoes all look like me. You know, we all, we know, <laughs> okay. Like we know they look like you. We know they, they got their swag from you. They know they got the blue. We know they got the blueprint from you. We need something else. Talk about your baby. Talk about your husband. Talk about the industry vultures that have been preying on you and, and, and the industry parasites who have literally been sucking your, at your fucking teeth for the last tw- 10 years. Talk about that shit. I'm hoping that that's what happens. If not, I'm going to be kind of disappointed because it's like, girl, you can only say these niggas and my sons like so many times before I'm bored. So just saying, (laughs) I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so 2021, don't fuck this up. Nikki, I hope you do. uh, She's going to do the numbers. We already know we're all excited. I just hope that the substance is there. Um, J-Lo has, J-Lo, listen, if I know anything about a Leo, it's that she's going to move quickly. Okay. And <laughs> J-Lo got that old thing back real quick. I don't know if J-Lo got, got him back or he got J-Lo back, but apparently J-Lo has been spotted out with her old boo, uh, Ben Affleck. And <laughs> I think city boys went up a, a thousand points on this one. Um, you know, those of us who grew up in the 2000s, we were, we remember Benefer. Benefer was a cute couple. They were. And, you know, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not mad that she said, listen, A-Rod want acting right. I'm just going back to so you know, so familiar and get my shit together. Sometimes you got to do that when, you know, you have earth shattering, um, you know, breakup. And, and, you know, this was, this person was supposed to be her next husband. You know, A-Rod had proposed. He gave her a, a beautiful diamond ring. And then, you know, she, I mean, she was, collect, she's collecting rings like Thanos at this point. But, and I'm not, of course, I'm not mad, girl. Listen, of course, when you, you <laughs> when you're J-Lo, that's what you're supposed to do. But again, if it don't feel right, if it doesn't feel right, if he don't make you happy, then you don't need, you don't have to step into that situation and be locked into a marriage. And I think she she realized after Mark Anthony that hey, listen, Mark Anthony, not Anthony, he's not the uh, historical figure, but um, I think he she realized after Mark Anthony that hey, listen, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not doing it. So this is why a lot of you niggas gave her rings, and she said nah, <laughs> okay. So she's been spotted with Ben Affleck, and they. They've been, you know, cozying up together. So I'm excited to see how this how this happens. I mean, <laughs> we're so nosy. <laughs> we are. So what? So um, yeah, no. I I really I just want to see Jen Jennifer, Jenny from the Lock, if you will, happy. Okay, that's that's all I want to see. Her, she looks beautiful. Not and not only that, she just seems like a, a sweet a sweet soul. So. Um, you know, fine love, hun. So last but not least, let's talk about a little bit of trash. Trash in the form of Caitlyn Jenner. Now, Caitlyn, your colors, your slip is showing, hun. Your, 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 your colors are showing. Your colors being red, hun, as in Republican. Because, and a hypocritical one at that. How are you going to be trans and say, I'm, I wasn't for gay marriage? Like, what the fuck? I'm I, I I'm not even I didn't even know you niggas existed in California. I thought they like I think I thought they deported you people. Like I I thought it was almost 
illegal to be this this fucking uh, conservative in LA. Like I'm I'm not I'm being facetious of course, but I'm just like, how did you even conceal this shit in Calabasas? Like I I grew up in LA. I went to Hollywood High. I was exposed to a lot of things early on in my um not necessarily my adolescence, I was past that point, but definitely my teenage years. Gays, lesbians, bisexuals, trans, like, and everything in between, the whole rainbow, okay? And and guess what? It was all fine. Like, it, it was dope. I had, you know, cisgender, heterosexual, uh, black men and women who went to school with me, um, the same with, you know, Latino, the same with Armenian, the same with Asian, the same, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, we all, okay. Like that was okay. You're gay. Cool. Okay. You're this cool. Whatever. It was, it was chill. And so for Caitlin to take some of these stances that she's been taking, she was all, she's been all over fucking Fox news. Um, really saddens me. And it shows the level of elitism that she has, which I'm not, I'm not shocked at. I mean, she's for all intents and purposes, a Kardashian for God's sakes. She's just not the cute one. Um, some of the things that she has said, like has, have been really problematic in terms of whether or not, uh, you know, basically saying, I'm sorry, if you're trans, then you need to look like a woman. And it's like, hold on, wait a minute. If Basically, she's saying, if you identify as trans, then you need to look like a woman. Hold on, hold, hold on. Not everyone has the funds to do what they need to do to look more feminine uh, and to have the exterior match the interior, okay? At least not right away. Okay. And let's be clear. There was a time when you were avoiding cameras, sis. So you might want to fucking pipe down. Okay. Because a lot of us remember, and by us, I mean like women who were in the LGBTQ community, me being a, a, a bisexual, biflexible woman. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm cisgendered. I was born a woman. However, I, I, I also recognize that I'm under the, um, you know, rainbow umbrella and I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I'm making, you know, it's, it's, it's a newer development for me. So I'm not exactly sure of like my comfort level, but at the same time, at the same time, I understand where I stand and the fact that she can sit up here and talk about, well, <laughs> you know, if you need, if you're going to say that you're trans and you need to look like a woman, bitch, the fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Like you see, listen, with all the surgery and makeup, we, you, we can still clock your teeth, sis. So again, pipe, pipe the fuck down. Um, the thing about that she said about, uh, trans, uh, girls in, in, um, in girls sports, I find that very interesting as well, because apparently in 2003, I, I'm going to have to go back and it's either 2003 or 2013. My memory is not serving me very well right now. However, I know the Olympic committee actually said that they would allow trans women to compete with cisgendered women on the Olympic stage as long as they had been on replacement hormone replacement therapy for more than two years because, and this, you can look this up because it, studies have shown that after two years, the testosterone that was once in, uh, the person's system, um, no longer gives them an unfair advantage. Okay. Um, would you like to know how many trans women have actually won an Olympic gold medal? Zero. Um, <laughs> I myself have competed against trans women in cycling and, you know, got the better of them. Um, the same, I, I, I watched the documentary on a, a trans ten, tennis player 
that played back during the Billie Jean King days. And she had Billie Jean King played against her and beat her fucking ass on all over, all up and down that court. So, you know, there is something to be said for, um, you know, estrogen and, uh, you know, the hormone therapy and stuff and stuff like that. Um, I don't know all of the science, but I do know the results and the results are overwhelmingly clear that most, um, you know, the vast majority of trans women athletes do not have an unfair advantage over, uh, cis, uh, gender female athletes. The proof is in the results, not just the pudding, but the results. And I'm talking, I'm not just talking about, um, you know, uh, (laughs) basketball or something like that, where it's a team sport. I'm talking about like head to head, one-on-one type of sports. So with that being said, Hey, listen, Caitlin, I don't see it for you in California, boo. I'm sorry. I just don't. Um, you know, maybe you have some high powered friends that are going to, uh, donate to your campaign, but let's be clear. The rainbow coalition is very strong, boo. So you might want to sit down. Okay. Um, anyways, with that being said, we're going to move right along to the value added conversation. We'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, the Anything About Everything podcast. We are going to get into the value added conversation. This week, I kind of wanted to um, just touch on a historical figure that I learned about earlier this week. I was listening to um, a podcast where they spoke about him. And I mean, I, I, I really I had no idea who he was. And I felt kind of bad because uh, you know, as someone who celebrates black art and, uh, black literature and black music, uh, for me to not really, uh, know about this person and their contributions, um, I felt a little bad, you know, I also, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, uh, scholarship and, and, um, you know, intellectualism. And, um, even though, I'm not, um, all the way through my edu- my formal education, I do recognize its importance. So with that being said, I just wanted to give some, uh, some knowledge on a historical figure that I recently learned about by the name of Alain Locke. Okay. Alain Locke was born was born (laughs) September 13th, 1885 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and died June 9th, 1954 in New York City. Uh, Elaine Locke was a Harvard graduate and the first African-American Rhodes Scholar, which means he also traveled abroad and studied abroad um, at the Oxford University between uh, 1907 and 1910. Um, he received his PhD from Harvard University in 18, 1918, which let's, let's, let's just pause right there for an African-American man to attend the most prestigious, um, universities, not only here in, in the United States, but also abroad, but to, to receive a PhD from, uh, from Harvard University during that time, I can only imagine what he went through. I can only imagine. And then put on top of that, that he was navigating uh, Jim Crow laws, okay? Um, There were certain places that he couldn't go. Imagine having a whole ass PhD from Harvard University and and still having to go in colored only establishments. I would fucking flip a fucking table. Like, do you know who I am? They come and have a whole fucking meltdown, okay? Like, for real, for real, all right? So, oh, my God. Anyways, getting back to um, just some of his accolades because we can't even get into all of them. Um, after he received his uh, PhD from Harvard in 1918, he went on to teach at the most prestigious uh, HBCU, which is Howard University. Let me say, okay, and don't get me wrong, 
I didn't attend an HBCU. Don't get on me. But I do know, like, Howard is basically the African-American Harvard. Like, it just is. And and I know the HBCU grads are going to get on me. But please don't. Okay? All right? Take it up with your counsel. Okay? <laughs> so, um, um, I would also like to note that Elaine Locke was a known uh, homosexual, which goes to show that um, African-American, um, I don't want to, it's, it's not that it's, um, it's not, he, it's not that he, he was necessarily an advocate or a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he wasn't an activist, but he definitely was a writer, a scholar, a thought provoker, um, a t- obviously a teacher because he was a college professor and he was someone who pushed the, co- the culture forward from not just an ab- uh, in, um, the space of uh, uh, advocacy and um, activism, but he was also someone who pushed the culture forward in, in an academic space and in an artistic space as well. So um, his contribution was huge. And I, I know a lot of people, um, especially hoteps, like to say, you know, we didn't, we, you know, we don't come from that shit. This is some new age shit. Listen, it's always been there. Um, I have actually heard that, um, you know, homophobia is a vestige of colonialism. I'm going to do some more research on that and get back to you. But I, I have to say that we we really don't know that much about ourselves and our history so we really shouldn't be talking about you know the fact or making it seem like you know there just weren't any homosexuals back in the day that were black because it's not true it's just not so with that being said um moving (laughs) um a few more things on Elaine Locke he was also uh heralded as the father of the Harlem Renaissance which is huge. I mean, because without that, Harlem is not is not the Harlem that we know. Okay, he's the one. He's the one that that constantly wrote um, about different artists and pushed different artists to embrace African uh, influences within their art. Um, he was heavily influenced um, by his time spent overseas in Berlin, and let me say this that you know, as a black person who has traveled abroad, there is something that happens to you when you, when you leave this country and go to another country and the amount of freedom and safety that you feel is, it's a weird thing. And he experienced that. He wrote about it. Um, he was able to explore art form. He was different. He was able to explore his sexuality. He was able to explore a different literature, dress a certain way. He was able to walk the streets freely without being harassed. Um, and, and mind you, he was not a big man. He was actually a quite small man. He was, they said he uh, stood at four foot 11 and weighed less than a hundred pounds. He was an in- intellectual Titan. However, he was a very small man. Okay. So, um, for him to be able to go to another country and uh, blossom over there mentally, artistically, intellectually really says something about the stifling and crippling um, effects that um, segregation and uh, Jim Crow had on uh, even someone like him who was a who was an intellectual, who was basically a genius. Okay, for his especially for his time, so. Um, you know, when you go overseas, you kind of experience being black in a different way. Um, you're not black in a way where, uh, at least for me, when, when I went, when, when I was overseas, I, the, I feel like people didn't fear me over there or have like different, uh, they didn't perceive me in a way. And don't get me wrong. I get that. Um, that's my experience because some people have experienced discrimination overseas. For me, I felt much safer than a lot of places that I've been here. 
So I'll, I'll say that. Uh, just a few more excerpts on Elaine Locke. Um, hmm. um, having studied African-American, well, African culture, uh, he urged black painters, sculptors, and musicians to look to African sources for identity and to discover materials and techniques for their work. He encouraged black authors to seek subjects in black life and to set high artistic standards for themselves. He familiarized African readers with the Harlem Renaissance by editing a, a special Harlem issue for Survey Graphic in 1925, which he expanded into The New Negro, an anthology of fiction, poetry, drama, and essays. I just want to say, Elaine Locke, we speak your name. And if anyone hears this podcast, I hope that you... Uh, read up on him. I do in intend to read uh, The New Negro um, as, uh, probably here in the next coming weeks since I have a break from school. Um, I love stories like this. I, well, not stories because this was his life, but I love learning about people like this who have pushed the culture forward, who, who dared to be who they wanted to be um, they said that he was very arrogant. <laughs> they said that he was very like flashy for the time. He, he dressed, uh, you know, he was, I mean, <laughs> not to be stereotypical, but he, I mean, he was a gay man who took pride in his appearance. He dressed with a top hat and a cane and walked down the street like, you bitches could never, you hoes are not worthy. Okay. So, um, and, and the thing about it was, was everything that he, uh, that he projected, he earned. I mean, he was a PhD from Harvard for God's sakes. Okay. He was very elitist, el elitist, but he earned that right. So, you know, you hoes are mad. <laughs> so, Elaine Locke, I look forward to uh, familiarizing myself with your work. And I just wanted to say thank you for all of your contributions to uh, the culture, to pushing the fo culture forward. And uh, we speak your name. Thanks. <laughs> and with that being said, we'll be right back with the You've Got Mail segment. Remember to submit your questions to anything about everything pod at gmail.com. That's anything about everything pod, all one word, at gmail.com. And now let's get back to the show. All right. We got one letter this week. One letter this week. And it's a good one, I think. So uh, here it goes. It says, hey, anything about everything? I found your podcast a few months uh, after you started, but I'm so happy that I found you when I did. I've gone back and listened to all of your episodes. Oh my God, that's so strange. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> thank you, boo. I just want to say thank you for keeping it all the way real. I have learned so much from listening and I'm eager to learn more. Though I know you are submissive, my question is what advice would you have for a new dominant? I have really been exploring my more dominant traits and, and tendencies with a friend of mine who has been kind enough to let me play with her. I say play with uh, quotation marks. Um, basically, she lets me tie, tie her up and dominate her. Well, lucky her. <laughs> lucky fucking her. I'm jealous. All right. <laughs> but now I'm thinking that I want to explore more of the mental aspect of domination. Um, as a submissive, what were some traits you looked for in a dominant? Is there a such thing as a perfect dominant? Can you recommend any books for me to read? Um, how does a dominant even go about finding a submissive? Thanks. Let's, what do we, what, 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 what pseudonym am I going to give you? Um, let's. Let me explain. Okay. All right. Let me explain. I'm, I'm going to try to chop this up uh, for you. <laughs> it says, okay, you said, what, what advice would you have for a new dominant? All right. My first advice would be to work on your shadow side. 
Okay. Um, your shadow side being the, the, the tendencies of yourself that are dark, the tendencies, you know, the side of you that is most hidden, um, that are, that tend to be the most negative traits, um, that dark place, you need to understand where that comes from. Um, because as the dominant in the relationship, you are the leader of the relationship. So if you're the leader, you cannot lead without, um, knowing why you're leading or even how to lead. Okay. Um, I feel like you have the burden of, of leadership in the relationship. Okay. Because let's be clear, a dominant submissive relationship is just that it's a, it's a different kind of relationship, but it's a relationship nonetheless. Um, work on your, yeah, work on your shadow side because what you don't want to happen is for you to get into a dynamic relationship, if you will, and you figure out mid scene that something has taken you to a dark place that you can't return from. Okay. Or not, not necessarily can't return from, but that you weren't expecting because that's how people get hurt. Um, I don't know if you're a sadist. I don't know if you are a a service top, meaning, you know, this is just something that you want to do to please your partner or to please the person that you're playing with. Um, or if you legit want to have a relationship that is that it's that the foundation or the core of the relationship is a BDSM really or a DS relationship. Um, that is something that you kind of have to work out on your own. And that depend. that's why I'm saying you need to actually, um, work on your shadow side and try to figure out what it is that you want out of this relation, out of this dynamic or relationship. Um, you, I think it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, having control over another person for, for the dominance. Right. And it's so, it's easy to get caught up, um, being the person that is serving. It's so easy to get caught up in these types of relationships because they're so intense. You have to spend a lot of time talking with one another. Once you do establish that, okay, I'm your dominant and you're the submissive, you have to spend so much time talking and unpacking and, you know, all these things you have to, there's a lot of, a lot that goes into it. It's not, it's 10% physical and 90% fucking mental, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of people just look at exact, poor examples, by the way, of, you know, 50 shades of gray. And they just look at it like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, have this person like, like, and I'm, of course, I'm not shitting on what you have going because she sounds like she's having a great time, but you know, um, a lot of people look at what was going on in 50 shades of gray where, you know, basically you have this guy, he just wants to tie this girl up and do things to her when in reality, it's so much more, it's so much more than that. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let me see what traits would I look for in a dominant when I was in that lifestyle, uh, I would look for someone who was both patient, um, understanding, and I would also look for someone who is a leader and, uh, uh, a person who could be strong when I was weak at my weakest. Um, also a person who was understanding because, you know, I might've had some off the wall requests or whatever. And, you know, not look that they would not look at me with judgment or, you know, uh, shame me for needing certain things, you know? Um, let's see. Is there such thing as a perfect dominant? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I think there's, there are dominants who are perfect for certain people, but 
Perfect? No. First of all, perfect is an illusion. It's not real. There's no such thing as perfect. Everything has flaws. Um, and anything... Oh, wait. And going back to um, your other question, communication. I, I would always look for someone who was like almost like an over-communicator because there's so much that you need to discuss. You need to talk about things that are just not uh not pretty not fun to talk about you need to talk about exit strategy you need to talk about what it is that you want um from from the dynamic whether it's uh on the dominant side or the submissive side you need to talk about okay are you cool with anal beads or not are you cool with threesomes and foursomes or not are you cool with being rented out to another dominant or not like there's and, and depending upon you know, how deep you want to go in that, in this lifestyle, um, you need to have those conversations. Do you want this to just be a one-on-one type of thing or do you want something else? Um, are, you know, are you cool with having a submissive who's married and can't serve you 24 hours a day? She can, he or she can only serve you, um, on, on, on Saturdays at two to 3 PM. Like, are you cool with that? Um, you know, you need to be able to set some hard boundaries. Also, um, I also looked for someone who respected my limits. Now I know that some people like to push limits. That's fine, but you got to know which, which limits to push and which limits to stay away from hard limits. Stay the fuck away. Cause that's the, like the quickest way to get me to exit stage left bitch, but soft limits. I might be willing to, you know, bend a little, but that only come, you only learn that person like that from communication, not, not just, you know, physical cues or anything like that, but actual communication. Um, yeah, there were, there were a lot of things. This is a really good question, actually. So thank you for this question. Uh, <laughs> thank you for this question. Um, it says, uh, how do, how does, oh, I do have a book that you can read, um, how to play well with others. Um, I would think that would be a really good book for any entry level person to read, whether it's, whether you're on the D side of the slash or the uh, S side of the slash. Also, let's see, it says, how does a dominant even go about finding a submissive? To be honest with you, the submissive, I feel like, finds the dominant. And to me, it always works better that way. Like, I don't know why, but it just does. Um, like maybe because the the submissive has to trust the dominant with so much vulnerability. Um, that's probably why that is. But I think the dominant lets the person know that they are willing and able to uh, guide them and work with them and uh, for all intents and purposes, love them. And, and nurture them and, and top them. <laughs> but they also understand that it's the submissive's choice. You know, if you have to, if you have to coax a, a submissive to submitting to you, you're doing it wrong. She, he or she should want to submit to you and should offer that freely. And if that's not happening, then um, you might want to rethink the whole um relationship as a whole that's just my thoughts <laughs> on that so uh with that being said uh let me explain let me explain thank you so much for writing in and we appreciate you we love you and um yeah <laughs> let us know how things go and let your um for for lack of better words toy that's what I'll refer to her as lovingly, of course. Let your toy know that we are jealous of her. <laughs> Insanely jealous of her. Give her terrible amounts of, of orgasms. So 
<laughs> Anyways, um, so moving on to the wine about a segment. Oh, Mitch. Oh, Mitch. Oh, Mitchy bitch. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Turtle face. Mitch McConnell. You're back at it again, girl, because you just do not learn. Um, so this fucking gorkin ass face bitch gonna go on fucking uh, Fox News and say that basically his number one priority is defying this current administration. Oh, I hate you. How I hate you. You're a fucking senator, for God's sakes. <laughs> Literally a senator, meaning you were elected. I'm sorry, Kentucky. I don't know why you why you did this to yourselves, but you did. You were elected to represent the people. And yet your only concern is being a fucking petty ass bitch, just like you did when Obama was in office. But just like you... You said that you were going to be, you were going to make him a one-term president and you didn't. You're going to fail at this too, because you're a fucking failure. Oh my God. I can't, I can't even like, how are you still alive? You've got the fucking, like the curse of the, of the fucking, like, I, I don't even know what's going on with your hand thing. Looking like fucking, uh, Albus Dumbledore with your fucking hand, but you could never, because let's be clear. Even if he is a fictional character, you're not even half the man he is, bitch. It just doesn't even make sense to me. It just doesn't even fucking make sense. You and your turtle face. This motherfucker, oh my God. Anyways, that that's really all I wanted to say. I'm so sick and tired of politicians acting on their own, like acting within their own self-interest and just completely forgetting about the people who voted for them. And don't get me wrong, I'm not from Kentucky, my husband is, but however, this some um, this oh my god. What the fuck? Really? That's the that's your that's your number one priority is just basically going against all their policies. Really? That's it. Not the fact that your state is literally almost like failing everything, okay? You're in the top five for of, of, of states that receive government subsidies, like your education system, shit, your healthcare system, trash, like your fucking infrastructure, garbage. But no, this is, this has your fucking number one. This is your, this is your number one priority. Bitch, you are trash. Oh, just trash. Please go back underneath the dumpster from whence you came. Okay garbage oh my god i can't even anyways that's gonna be it for the wine about a segment it wasn't gonna be long we are already at an hour and three minutes and i appreciate you hanging with your girl for as long as you did listen we're gonna go ahead and wrap this show up <laughs> we'll be right back all right y'all all right y'all thank you we have made it to the end of the show y'all <laughs> Oh, I miss this song. I miss this time in music. I will always. <laughs> Portrait. If you don't know this song, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. You're not a real one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this Prosecco is hit. Coming to an end. Hot girl summer about to commence. Hot boy summer about to commence. This is about to be y'all theme song. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Shout out to anybody in a fucked up relationship right now. <laughs> you didn't know the song existed, but it exists real. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging with your girl yet another week. You are much appreciated. I love you. Yo. It's really all about the questions. If you're not adding value to somebody else's life, then why are you there? Um, and if we're not adding, if it doesn't add value to our lives, then why are we doing it? Because it's really all about adding value. 
just like cryptocurrency. You better get in. You better get in, bitch. You better get to read and do some research, bitch. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> Act like you know. Yo, we'll be back at the uh, at the latest Sunday with yet another episode of the Anything About Everything podcast. I can't tell you how much you're appreciated. You are loved. You are celebrated. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here. And I'm grateful. Truly, truly grateful. Remember to submit your questions to anything about everything pod at gmail.com. Or you can send them in to uh, our IG page at anything about everything pod. On IG. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Until then, stay safe. Gas up. Protect your mental health and your mental space. We got a really good show coming for y'all. A bonus episode that I plan on doing with a friend of mine. I can't wait to to bring it to y'all. Some really great information. Until next time. Peace.